welcome to episode four of Spratcast with me, Mark Allen, and my sidekick, Eli Silverman. How are you, Eli? I thought we'd uh, discussed I'm not the sidekick. Well, no, we did. Last episode, you declared yourself a henchman. Uh, now, what we also agreed is that if I said to you, get someone for me, and you failed to do it, you would automatically then revert to being my sidekick. True? But, anyway, yeah. I don't want to be a henchman anymore. Right, okay. I'd like to be the, uh, the diplomatic attaché to the ambassador. Am I the ambassador? Yes. The ambassador of Sprath. I am, okay. The ambassador of Sprath. I'm the attaché to the ambassador of the exclusive, super, tip-top attaché. Let's not build on this. <laughs> super tip-top is nowhere near your job title right now. Tip-top. You are the moustache to... Now, the Lord of Sprath. That is good. Yeah? Yes. So let's do it again. Right. Hello, welcome to episode four of Sprathcast with me, the Lord of Sprath, Mark Allen, and the moustache to the Lord of Sprath, Eli Silverman. Hubba hubba hubba. <laughs> Don't be trying to introduce catchphrases. That's, That's not your job. That's a good one. It's not a good one. Isn't that being used anyway? No one said hubba hubba hubba. No, I'm, say, I'm so certain plenty of people have said hubba 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 in their time. Okay. Don't build your part. All right. Right. Anyway, how are you? Good. Well, a bit hungover. Yeah, you do seem a little bit... <sighs> What's wrong with you? I what drank happened? about 40 units last night. There was tequila. So you became tequila for yes. a while then. Yeah, this is what happens uh, when Eli drinks tequila. He just goes, gets out of control. It's... It, you are very boisterous when you've had a tequila. More than any other drink. It's weird. It's, it's Your a alter of, ego just kicks in. It's a narcotic type of booze, tequila, isn't it? Not, no, most people tend to be able to handle it, but you just start shouting, basically. Yeah, I was drunk. See, were you doing that last night? Were you yorping at strangers I was. Uh, I was chatting up women half my age. Half your age? Well, 20-year-olds. Really? Yeah. How did that go? Uh, not, not a hundred percent successful. Oh, great. Were you were you shouting at them? Yes. Because they tend to notice that's what you do when you when you attracted to a lady. I was increasing uh, volume. I was spritzing them. Decreasing with... dignity. Yes. It uh, the charm had uh, started to plummet, and uh, I was spraying them with uh, alcoholic saliva. So now you, I presume, are filled with regret. Yes. That is a mixture of. Feeling grotty and regretful at the same time. And am, this is the, the state that tends to kick in when you have a hangover. I'm the regretted calf. My word, this, this crap cast is, is totally banging. Oh, crikey. Um, it's April Fool's Day coming up. Oh. Coming up on Wednesday, I think. Um, have you got anything planned? I was going to ring my dad up yep. and say, I'm in Berlin. <laughs> that would be brilliant because how could he pro possibly disprove that the, this, the general theme of April Fool's Day is that, that they're just rubbish rubbish practical jokes they're not even practical jokes I mean there's the, I can't remember the last time I've genuinely been fooled on April Fool's Day it's usually someone um, pressing is it 1471 that calls your phone back yeah yeah I've had that before of people doing that and then picking it up and going, oh, it's for you, Mark, and then you pick it up and there's no one at the other end and then you go, ah, you fool. You're yeah. such a fool. You thought it was a phone call, but uh, there wasn't. Yeah. yeah, look at the date, you idiot. So I remember the worst 
April Fool's Day I ever had. I was a recipient of my brother, my twin brother, pranking me. Uh, that, this basically involved me. I was eating um, a toasted sandwich. Yeah. It was what is it? What do you have in it? Uh, I think it was ham and cheese. Lovely. It's a classic. It might have even had a bit of ketchup in it if I was getting inventive. This is a few years ago. Um, and I was... I'd eaten, I'd eaten half of it. I was about to tuck into the other half, and my brother came in with a sly-looking grin on his face. I, I knew he had something on his mind. And what, how, how he pranked me was he poured an entire jar of ground ginger on the remaining half of my toasty, and then just like shouted in my face, "April Fool!" Genius. And how did you let that happen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How I did let he... my guard down for yeah. one second, and all of a sudden I'm a proper pranny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a right straight up ninny, right there. Yeah. Thanks. Big old ginger sandwich. Just <laughs> denied me, man. Oh, I might get him back. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll invite him round for dinner and then serve him some risotto with a massive mound of yeah. nutmeg on it or something. Yeah. Just go April Fool. That's what you should do. Maybe breakfast though. You should send it? him some ginger in the post. That'll prank him right yeah. off, wouldn't it? He'd be like, how could I? Oh, oh I'm so gullible, I've received oh, this ginger. I've opened this parcel. It's got ginger in it. Oh, no, because where will the madness end? There'll just be year after year of spice-based pranks. Okay, the next section, uh, oh, I've got an update. Um, you know, the last Sprafcast we talked about, um, uh, was it the last Sprafcast? One, one of them. Um, uh, a woman came to my door and asked for some money for the electric and meter. She, she scammed you. Um, and we, uh, we believe, or you believe, certainly, that she was a crack whore um, or something similarly seedy. Um, I think we've confirmed that she did properly scam me because a friend of mine listened to the Sprafcast. Matt listened to it and he texted me. And he texted me to say that his girlfriend got scammed by the same woman. And he recognised her from my description of her. Yeah. And I found out that his girlfriend lives around the corner from me. So it's like a Brixton-wide thing. That's her parish. She patrols Brixton. It's her manor. And she basically goes door-to-door scamming people. Now, the sad thing is, if he'd have listened to that Sprafcast book two days earlier, he'd have caught her red-handed. You know, yeah. and he could have dealt with the situation right there. I think the moral of this is that uh, people should uh, listen to the Sprafcast as soon as. Yeah. It's ceased to become a bit of a comedy knock around chat. It's, it's a public now, service. It's a public service. So if there are any listeners in Brixton and uh, quite an attractive, tall, well dressed black lady, usually clutching a fancy mobile phone to give her that air of credibility, if she comes to your door asking for money for the electric, don't give it to her. In fact, Give her short short shrift. <laughs> That's easy for me to say. <laughs> give her give short her, shrift. Give her short shrift. Do it. I don't know how. What what is that? What is a short shrift? It's like a small piece of uh, cloth. Shrift. Yeah. What is shrift? It, it's a piece of cloth used for fishing. You've made that up, didn't you? <laughs> yes, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Because I can't imagine where cloth would feature in fishing. Fish are attracted to cotton. They love a bit of terry. No, what it is is terry toweling. You get mackerel or other kind of fish, yeah. whatever kind of fish you, you're after. Yeah. And you, you you put a little overcoat on it to keep it warm in the net. That's a shrift. Right, and, and a short one, like that's... summer, a summer shrift. Yes. Right, American Lab, we cleared that one up. Yeah.
Right, now we're going to introduce you to a feature uh, that we introduced at the last Spravcast. And this was the feature, the Stalker Tourist feature. Oh, which yeah. me and Eli, uh, a couple of Saturdays ago, decided to go into central London and basically follow a tourist around for the day. We, mm. the, the point was that we wanted to see a bit more of London, to see the sights. Um, so what we decided to do um, was also introduce a level of espionage to this by following around a tourist and thereby following their exact itinerary and seeing, seeing London through the eyes of a tourist. Yes. Um, so we converged upon Trafalgar Square and how did it go, Eli? It was possibly the most tedious waste of my life I've ever taken part in. Yeah, you see, I took a lot more out of it than you. I, I could tell your reticence pretty much from the off. But we did actually find, we found um, a family. Uh, they looked, what, German? They looked remarkably German. They looked incredibly German. Yeah. They had kind of quite brightly coloured coats on. The children were running around um, eating pumpernickel. <laughs> drinking orangens <laughs> Um... So we decided to follow that family. Now, fortunately, their first port of call was um, a food outlet. Yes. Because we were hungry. We hadn't eaten. That uh, was poor planning. Yeah. But it turns out fairly useful because they went into um, to, uh, St. Martin in the Fields. There's a cafe under St. Martin in the Field. The bad thing is that that cafe is rank. That was possibly the worst meal of my life. It was horrendous. It was absolutely disgusting. Uh, what, what we chose in the end and I still can't believe that I think we panicked we just wanted to appear normal because the, we, we ended up in the queue next to the person we were following breathing down our neck we didn't want to appear indecisive so we both chose a warm cough day sandwich which just the thought of it now makes me uh, feel a little bit wrong yeah it was, it was really, really bad it was we, decided, we went to the sides as well and so we went like gherkins and there's some beetroot salad what the hell did I choose beetroot salad? Oh, that was wrong. Anyway, it was filthy, but we kept our eye on, on the mark, on, on the tourists. Um, we stayed in there for quite a while, and eventually we left before the tourists so that we can get them on the way out, so that we were uh, less conspicuous. Then what happened, we followed them around the corner, and uh, unfortunately, at that point, after following them for less than an hour, yeah. we lost them. When, we, when you say we, Mark, yeah. it was you, wasn't it? I was saying, keep your eyes on him, Mark. Keep your eyes on him, Mark. You, you were like, no, let, I want to do a piece to camera. Yeah, oh, we your bloody we vanity. vanity. There's no place for vanity in, in, espionage. in espionage. Yeah, no, see, because we were filming this for YouTube. It is going to be put on onto YouTube at some point. Um... So you'll see the exact moment Mark's vanity <laughs> lets the <laughs> whole side it. down. Lose it. So we went out that corner and they disappeared. And we were literally running, trying to find where they'd gone to. We ran into the tube station, nothing. Nothing. So... We decided to choose some other tourists. Uh, we wanted tourists that were a bit easier to pick out. We chose two ladies because they walked incredibly slowly. They were going. We thought they'd be easy to uh, to follow, and and they they were. One was wearing a bright red coat. One was wearing a bright blue coat, and we followed them uh, into TGI Fridays. <sighs> now, bearing in mind that we'd just eaten a filthy, filthy meal. The last thing we wanted was to go into another filthy food outlet and watch them shovel down rank food into their tourist holes. <laughs> uh, but that's basically what we did. Now, we couldn't bring ourselves to eat anymore. We'd just eaten. Yes. Uh, so we sat at the bar drinking. It was hellish. It was hellish. They shouldn't uh, call it... I don't know if you've it... ever been in TGI Fridays, but it is, it's, it's horrible. 
It's like Around. an abandoned. It's like an abandoned Happy Days set from an Eastern European country. Yeah. Yeah, they just take anything vaguely American, staple it to the wall. and um, Bubblegum cards. Yeah, and it's full of people trying to have a good time. You know, they go there because they're hoping that they're happy atmosphere. It's not. It's, it's horrible. It's a desperate atmosphere. Anyway, we, we were in... Well, I, I was in TGI Fridays for about two hours. Yeah. They took a very leisurely lunch. And I was drinking... Eli snapped after about 20 minutes. He had to go outside. I couldn't take it. You couldn't take it. He, had, he was pacing around outside for ages, keeping an eye on them through the window. That was good. Uh, that was quite good. I kept getting text updates going, they've ordered dessert. Yeah. I can't believe this. I think they had starter, a main... And dessert. And dessert. And a coffee. And a coffee. They love it there. We were in there for ages, gradually getting more pissed. Eventually they moved and we followed them. So we kept our eye on the ball there. We were yeah. quite pleased because that was the longest that we were with the tourists. Uh, and we followed them out of TGI Fridays. Then they went into the theatre. They went to see a play. Uh, that play turned out to have been £47.50 a ticket. Now, me and Eli, we can't afford to... Uh, throw that kind of money away just to follow people because we wouldn't have been watching the play obviously we would have been watching the tourists so um, it wasn't worth it we decided to abandon that one as well that was yet another failure tedious little episode that, that trail went cold as well the final out of desperation we went to uh, Eros Piccadilly Circus and we found another set of archetypal tourists they like looked South American didn't they they looked like tourists proper they were taking photos with everything Everything. You know, they were taking photos of tourist shops. That's how yeah. big a tourist they were. Yeah. And so we were fairly sure that this would lead somewhere exciting. They were touring. Um, they went and bought some coconut macaroons, you know, um, in a bid to understand the full tourist experience. I went and bought the same macaroons, tasted them. Not good. Filthy. Absolutely filthy. Mind you, they tasted like manna from heaven after that cough day sandwich. Yeah, at least it wiped the taste of yeah. minced up lamb and piss. Um, so that that was a highlight really and then they went to a bus stop but at that point your heart sank didn't it to say my heart sank at that point would be uh, not correct my heart sank when you entered TGI Fridays yeah, basically. basically you gave up on it I gave up on life when see I, I got excited there. at that point when they were at the bus stop I was like this, they could go anywhere from here you know, well, north, obviously, because yeah. they were on that side of the road. But, that, you know, I was quite, quite excited, genuinely, where are they going to go? Where are they going to go? Alexandra Palace? You know, they could go anywhere. Ale Regent's Park? Regent's Park. Madame Two choices, Swords? Yeah, the choices were endless. What they actually did was get on the bus and go to Green Lanes. Green Lanes in North London. Um, bleak. It's a bleak, bleak area of London. Uh, they got off at Green Lanes outside a kebab shop and a halal butcher's and they went home. They weren't tourists. They weren't tourists. Just They were just excitable. They just thought, I live in London, what will I do? I'll go down to Eros and take some photos of me standing outside a tat store and then buy some macroons and go home. Yeah. So Idiots. Wasn't as successful as I'd envisaged, to be honest. We didn't do anything vaguely touristy. I mean, what the, I've learned is that the tourist experience in London involves remarkably bad taste. Bad taste of food, basically. Yeah, that, From St Martin in the Fields, grots, trough. Never go there. Yeah. That beetroot salad will haunt my food. dreams forever. Yeah, yeah, it really will. And um, from, from there to TGI Fridays to those abhorrent macaroons. Um, it was all bad. Basically, the experience of a tourist in London is pretty grim. It's tedium punctuated with awful food. But... I think 
we can still get something out of this feature. We've got to do it again, but we've got to choose right this time. We have to find someone who's got a map. That's the key. Someone who's holding a map. Because otherwise, they could just be milling around. But if they've got a map, they've got a purpose, they know where they want to go. Right? So can we do it again? Yes. Right, yeah. Okay, we're, we're going to do it again. I swear to God, we're going to follow... But it has to, we have to stick with one person this time. Okay. Not lose them, Mark. Not lose them. By being vain. Not lose them by talking to camera. So we'll do it again. We'll report back to you. The Stalker Tourist feature will live on. And hopefully it will be more successful. Great. <laughs> tell you about my uh, my dealings with YouTube at the moment yeah. uh, now I was you know I've got a YouTube channel it's not massively well publicized to be honest I just put little bits of nonsense up there bits of my stand-up um, but there was a bit of stand-up I did about a, a group of people called the furries um, these are a group of people who love animals um, so much so that some of them actually dress up as animals and hang out together and um, and I I did a show which featured a lot of uh, information about the furries and they got wind of this and found out that I'd infiltrated one of their conventions right. and started kicking off and going, it's a disgrace, I can't believe it. And, and I wanted to prove to them that I wasn't taking the piss out of them. You know, that, that my portrayal of the furries was sympathetic and yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, so I put up a bit of my show about the furries, which at the end I'm talking about being at their convention and having this realisation that actually I was the weirdest person in the room. You were a point. fake furry. Yeah, because I'd gone to those lengths. I'd got an, a, a dog costume that I dressed undercover in and I'd, I'd gone to their convention having spent six months grooming them online. You know, it's kind of, I was the weirdo and I yeah. was trying to show that I was being sympathetic to them. And I put that online and I told the furries about this and they looked at it and they kind of saw where I was coming from and they really liked it and they found it funny and, uh, you know, I thought, well, that's good. You know, yeah. they can see where I'm coming from and that would be the end of that. It wasn't the end of that, Eloy. No. What happened then is that I noticed that that video started getting lots and lots of hits. Loads of people started seeing this video. Um, not only that, but they hated the video, basically. They, because it made no sense to them. It's the end of my whole hour-long show. It's yeah. the conclusion to it. Right. So if you're not a furry and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's obviously not funny yeah. because the jokes don't make any sense. Uh, it's out I, of context. I, I couldn't work out because I hadn't put it anywhere other than the furries kind of forum. Yeah. And so I couldn't work out why people were looking at it. Um, I eventually found out. If you go onto YouTube, even now, right? At the, this is the 28th of March. If you go onto the... The uh, onto YouTube and you click on the videos tab and then you click on the comedy category. Yeah, there is one featured video on YouTube. What is that? That featured video is my furries clip, right? My clip about the furries. Yeah. Is that it's now had 17,000 hits. Whoa, 17,000 people have seen it, and I would say probably about 16 and a half thousand of them have absolutely hate it <laughs> because it makes no sense, you know, and it, it kind of makes it worse because YouTube are going, This is funny. Look at this, yeah. right? This is featured. This is going to be funny. And it's been up there for, I'd say, about two months now. And there has just been a torrent of abuse to this clip. And it's not really... Um, it's starting to get me down, right? I, because I subscribe to this thing on my MySpace... Um, sorry, my YouTube account, um, where I get sent an email. Anytime someone posts a comment to my video, I get sent, sent an email telling me what that comment was and for about two weeks straight every single day I would have a, an email sent to me with abuse from someone who hates 
this uh, my video. Nice. And uh, I, I'm just going to read a selection of what what I received via YouTube because it was quite interesting. Uh, the first first one that rang alarm bells was not funny, capitals and uh, thirteen exclamation marks. Whoa! Not funny. Uh, um, wow, that was crap. <laughs> wow, he's astonished by <laughs> how crap. Wow, wow, yeah, crap. Um, what a load of crap. And then a load of uh, forward slashes. I don't. Is that is that mean anything? What's that mean? That's uh, slash, it's, a, slash, it's slash, aggressive. Like a, aggressive. Yeah. Slash. I want to slash you. Yeah, with a sword. Uh, Four times he wants to slash me. Um, that's two minutes of my life I'll never get back. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, man. Yeah. Jesus, I didn't make you watch it. Yeah. You know, this is the point. This is really odd. And I find it slightly sad that this guy is counting up all these minutes of his life that yeah. he wishes he could have back again. Just do something you know? else. If you yeah. think there's a risk that you're going to want him back, do something else. Yeah, don't do it. You didn't have to watch the whole lot of it. I mean, it probably became apparent after 30 seconds that, that you weren't going to find me funny. Yeah. But probably they thought this is going to be a hell of a payoff. Yeah. If YouTube have featured it, this is going to be dynamite. Wait no, for it. It wasn't. It makes no sense to anyone. This one, uh, Static ID said, Fuck you, YouTube! Why the fuck is this bullshit featured? <laughs> now... Whoa! <laughs> whoa! Why the fuck is this bullshit featured? Um, now, that was the first time I realised that it, it was featured, so I did get back to him. Um, what did you say? I posted back and I said, Yeah, I made this video and I was wondering the same thing. I have no idea why YouTube have featured it as a video. I only put online for a few people to see and now someone's brought it to everyone's attention. It doesn't make sense unless you've seen the whole show, so I don't know why they did it, you know, just kind of yeah. explaining. But then I felt the need to say this. Having said that, getting so angry about watching a short video for free simply demonstrates that you are a complete dickbag. <coughs> why not just relax, find another link and go about your business? Um, I thought a valid point. Yes, um, very valid. I thought that that post would then... Um, show other people that what the situation was, and, and they, they would they would stop posting abuse. Yeah, I would stop receiving these daily abuse. If you, you put you put it at a full stop. Yeah, these little it. daily dents to my ego. You've Every single day, shipping away. Things. But no, they came and they came hard. That was really quite bad. And uh, he did an unhappy smiley on that one. Oh wow! Yeah, he was like uh, an I, emoticon. I you, uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you understand what I'm trying to say here. So I will um, I will visualize it with an emoticon. Awful clip. Awful. Well, that was quite bad. That's not funny, right? I've had that before, yeah. but not never this. I'm embarrassed for him. Oh. That was like, oh, man. That's like, I'm not angry. I'm just yeah. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that one really got me. Um, stupid idiot was another one. Oh. Stupid. Personal. Well, uh, retard was Whoa, another one. Whoa, even yeah, more personal. Really getting out here. Um, and then this one from Dark and Dodgy. Uh, Dark and Dodgy wrote the following. I would rather eat a hand-picked selection of peanuts plucked out of my Jack Russell soggy shit from the foot of the lamppost on the overgrown grass verge outside my house than sit through that bilge again. Whoa. That is an outpouring of vitriol, the likes yeah. of which I never thought my comedy would provoke. That is someone whose shoes are too small. I mean, Aside from the fact that the grammar in this is dreadful, there's no full stops, no commas, it, you know... They... Why is he feeding his dog peanuts? They're allergic to them, aren't they? Yeah, well, to be honest, this guy's a... How much dog shit has he looked at? I don't How know. How does he know there's peanuts? On the overgrown grass verge outside my house. He's obviously just angry because they haven't mowed the, uh, the verge That's as well. That's it, but really, you should be writing that to the council. Yeah. Don't take it out of me, man. He's Dark projecting. Dark and dodgy. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, basically, through no fault of my own, well, it, to be honest, I did put the clip yeah. up in the first place, but it was never meant for public consumption. So I've basically had to unsubscribe from the email alerts to my comments <laughs> because it was depressing me too much yeah. every single day. That would depress just you. Just that little kick to my ego. Yeah, I yeah. just couldn't take it anymore. So, um, Okay, you've got that off your chest now. I did, yes. Thanks. Thanks. Last Spravcast, um, I told you about the email address that we'd, uh, we'd set up for, um, for all the craft. You, you can um, send us anything to spravcast at googlemail.com. We did get quite a few emails. Oh. They were all from the same person. Uh, a guy called Adam has started sending just little things to discuss, like little discussion pieces. It's delightful. That's great. You know, I like it. it is. There's a, he, loads, like far too much for us to possibly deal with in one go, but it's okay. all very interesting stuff. Um, so thanks for sending those in, Adam. And if anyone else wants to send in stuff for us to discuss, then feel free. Um, in the meantime, though, we're just going to talk about one of the things that Adam has sent in. Um, and this is, he, he simply said the words, saw this and thought of Spraff. Nice. Very nice, isn't it? Uh, he says, an Austrian scientist claims to have solved the mystery of belly button fluff. Thank Christ. That's all I can say. Because that has been perplexing mankind for a long old time it's now. It's a big issue. Yeah, it is. George Steinhauser, a chemist, has discovered a type of body hair that traps stray pieces of lint and draws them into the navel. You see? His observations showed that small pieces of fluff first form in the hair and then end up in the navel at the end of the day. I'm not sure it's like at the end of the day, like a big roundup. Oh, it's nearing midnight. I think we'll, uh, we'll lock that fluff right in there. It's not. It's a phenomenon, isn't it? Belly button fluff. We all get it. What if you've got an outie? Yeah, that is true. Do you maybe still get fluff? Rejects it. You know, maybe kind of magnetises it away from you. Yeah. Maybe it fires it out. You know, a bit of lint comes into contact and poo! Yeah, repel the lint. Jesus, you want to watch out if you're on the beach with an outie. People firing sand in your face and stuff with their sonic outies. Um, <laughs> and it says at the end, uh, Dr. Steinhauser, whose other projects have included monitoring the erosion of his wedding ring. Who is now, this guy? This guy is value. First of all, it's got to be uplifting to anyone that this guy's married. He spends his That's entire hard, life yeah. looking inside his navel and watching the erosion of his wedding ring. That can't be flattering to his wife, can it? The wing. You know, the what ring. are you doing, dear? I'm watching my ring ebb away. I'm watching it erode. The symbol of our love. When it's degenerating day by day. When it disappears, I'm free of you! <laughs> Dr. Steinhauser is a fascinating man, but thank Christ he solved the problem of naval air fluff. Yeah, I mean, he gives basic, basic suggestions for stopping it. What does he say? Is um, shave your belly button, which, to be honest, that's weird. You know, if you're a, you know, I've got a fairly hairy belly button. That'd just be weird. Yeah? Shaving it. Well, i do that. See what Townsend says. i just freak her out. What the hell are you doing? It's a little perfect circle of shavedness. Well, it would... Uh, you, you, you should say, what the hell are you doing? You'd say, I'm, uh, I'm tackling one of the major issues of yeah. my life. As highlighted by Dr. Steinhauser, we're going to be fluff-free. Fluff. Me and you, fluff-free. Never again will we have the odious task of... Is it a problem? No. No, it's I don't think it is. In, in, in a way, it's kind of enjoyable. You know, I quite like fishing. Okay, let's do it now. Live. Live. Now, I'm going to see if I've got any belly button fluff. Right. Eli, do yours. Let's okay. see who's got the most. Uh, uh, nothing ooh, in there. Hang on, hang on. I've got... Uh, oh, there we go, look. 
Little bit of lint. I'm just going to wipe on the microphone. Oh, oh man. That's actually quite displeasant. <laughs> displeasant. <laughs> yeah, it's so unpleasant. Uh, it's displeasant. Uh, um, that, yeah, uh, that's kind of like belly button cheese. It doesn't mention <laughs> that, does it? Dr. Steinhauser says nothing of belly button cheese. No. I'm a phenomenon. That'll seem back another 20 years yeah. research. Explain what? this away, Steinhauser. Yeah. Where's the cheese from, Steinhauser? <laughs> Well, so that's that. Well, thanks for sending that in, Adam. That's uh, that, that's that's intriguing. But please send some more in. And if anyone else wants to send anything in, that that would be good because um, we do tend to run out of things to talk about. Oh yeah, that is funky. Why wow, that's that's funky as a sprout sandwich with a pickle. Next, uh, we 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 Poetry Smackdown. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Smack. Down! Poetry. Um, what are we going to do? Uh, we, we set ourselves the mission last spraff to have a, a poetry smackdown, uh, this time on the subject of Eli's birthday. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. You should go first because I went first last time. Okay. Uh, this is called My Birthday. 34. An anonymous and anemic age. No fanfare. My wilting carapace turned silently towards the grave. Soily, soily. The number of a suburban bus route to a place that used to be a hole in the ground full of slag, but now has a Greg's and a lot of stabbing. Happy birthday, me. I give myself a wank. Thanks, Eli. Oh. All right? That's so bleak, man. You, you had quite a good birthday, didn't you? Yeah, it was fun, but, uh, you know, the implications of being 34. That was, that was beautiful, man. Wow. Okay, I've written something for you. Great. Some say Eli wasn't born but fell to Earth from space, and that he doesn't look too human with that fur upon his face. But I know something different, that in 1975, on March 16th, his mum pushed hard and Eli did arrive. He didn't cry like normal kids, just wore a heavy frown. And when the doctor slapped him, he just pissed upon his gown. It soon was clear, a mere two minutes into Eli's life, he had a keen dislike of people, be they doctor or midwife. I'd like to say, at 34, he's mellowed a bit with age. But if anything, each birthday he grows more consumed with rage. You might think it's sad that he's been angry since he wore a nappy. But the fact is, he's delighted. Because it's rage that makes him happy. There you go. I don't like that. Little pricey of your entire existence. Thank you. Thank right you. there. So, yeah. Ah, that's the Poetry Smackdown. That's quite fun. What's going to be the... Uh, Should we the, do another one? Yes. Alright. What, what will uh, be the subject? Cough day sandwich? A cough day sandwich? No, let's not... Let's make keep it light. Okay. Because let, let's face it, we only have dark memories of that sandwich. Yeah. There's never nothing positive about that. It's Maybe belly button fluff. Okay. Maybe Dr. Steinhauser and his belly button discoveries. Or just uh, fluff. Just fluff. 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 Keep it wide. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's it. So Good. the next uh, Poetry Smackdown will be on the subject of belly button fluff. I might try not to rhyme it this time. I might go beat poetry. Ooh. Yeah. We'll well, shall we I try and rhyme it then? Yeah, alright. I'll do a rhyming one. Okay. You do a beat one. Right, we'll see how we go. Okay. Um, now, before we go, I just there, there is a conclusion. There's a final conclusion uh, to the small talk update. This ah. has been rumbling on for a good old while now. Um, basically, 
since since the first Sprathcast back in December. The, the, the thing is, I'm rubbish at small talk, as we've established. I'm really bad. And, and so Eli set me this little mission that I had to find out what the guy from my local off-license drinks. And um, I've tried several times. I even came out and just asked him flat out. It didn't work, though. It didn't work. Didn't work. He just ignored my question. Right. You tried it once as well, didn't you? I didn't get so far. You didn't get anywhere at all. You didn't ask him, did you? No, I you, talked about the cricket. Yeah, didn't I? That, that's not going to lead to booze talk. No. Now, I did say that if anyone could find out, Tamsin, my girlfriend, uh, would know. Because she's excellent. Okay. At small talk. She is she's remarkable. Okay. And she went in today, right? She went in, she had a game plan straight away. She was like, right, I want I need to buy a bottle of wine. So she she played that helpless female card. Right. She walked in and she said, Oh, I need to buy some red wine. Do you recommend anything? He just melted at that point. I was like, oh, well, you know, we've got all kinds of wines. What kind of things do you like? And he started talking. And then he recommended a Shiraz. Um, and Tamsin then came out and went, oh, do you drink this then? Is this the kind of wine that you drink? Crafty. Yeah, crafty. Nice, nice. Now, I was holding a, a few beers in my hand at that point. And he went, yeah, I drink wine. And um, I got some beers and I put them on my counter. I went, oh, do you drink beer as well? So two-pronged attack. Yeah. Confused him. You see, I yeah. thought we could probably go at it from both angles. He went, yeah. And, um, and then I came out with it. I said, what do you drink? Again, I said it. Do you drink beer or wine? And he gave us the answer. And here's what he said. I drink anything. <laughs> anything is what he said. He well, drinks anything. He said, as long as it's liquid, I drink it. Which kind of worries me now. Because I think he probably has got a drink problem. Yeah. And by us continually asking him, it's not helping the situation. You're making him think about he it. He was really pleasant about it, though. He was like, yeah, anything. Yeah, bring it on. Terps, meths. <laughs> well, he didn't say that. Windling. <laughs> Well, I mean, all. Holy water. Holy water, yeah, right, yeah. Mm. Juice. Mm. Juice. <laughs> um, Tonic water. So that's it, we found out, that's the end. I now no, no longer have to incessantly ask him about this. He's in our brethren, this is Sprout Cars coming at you straight from the front, maybe a bit from the side as well, innit? So that, that is the end of, uh, of episode four of Sprout uh, so listen out for the next one. I've got a feeling that we might need to. Uh, to Bring bring the next Sprathcast out a little bit sooner. Okay. Because this has just had too much in it, too much to cram in. Way too much. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll try and do it a, a bit earlier, every maybe two every weeks? kind of two or three weeks. Okay. So uh, so look out for that one. Uh, thanks a lot for listening to this one. If you've got any thoughts, then email that to Sprathcast at googlemail.com. That doesn't just apply to Adam, though. His thoughts are very welcome. Uh, anyone can send them in, and um, hopefully we will be speaking to you next month. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Bye bye now. <laughs>